Hi y'all, this is Carrie D. Welcome to the Coffee with Carrie Homeschool Podcast. Join me every Thursday for some much needed encouragement, coffee, and conversation. It's my prayer that this podcast will help you homeschool one step at a time, one day at a time, and one cup of coffee at a time. Hey, if you're blessed each week by our podcast, make sure you check out my book, Just Breathe and Take a Sip of Coffee, Homeschool and Step with God. Then share our podcast with some of your homeschooling friends who might need a little encouragement this week. You can also find me at my website, coffeewithcarry.org. So stick around, pour yourself a cup of coffee, put your feet up, and take a little coffee break with me. Let's get started. Hi, y'all, and welcome to December Advent and the season of Christmas. Everywhere we go, the Christmas music can be heard, and every place we go, Christmas decorations can be seen. Friends, I am a yes, ma'am. I hate disappointing people, so when I'm asked to make some things or show up somewhere or volunteer for something or organize an event, my mouth says yes before the rest of me can object and think about it and just say no. This totally described my December every single year, especially when my kids were younger. Organize the women's advent tea? Sure. I love tea parties, and besides, my daughter will love helping me prepare for it. Participate in the Christmas play? Sure, we can find time for something fun like that. Go Christmas caroling with our scouting group? You bet. I'll even host the hot chocolate and cookies at my house after we're finished singing. What? You didn't plan to have that after? Well, I'll do it anyway. You're invited to our cookie exchange party. Can you bring six dozen cookies to share? Wow, six dozen. Well, okay, I guess I can make a few more batches. That won't kill me. Do you want to go to the Nutcracker with us? Come to the Messiah concert at church? Join our ice skating field trip, our snow day, the pick-your-own-Christmas-tree trip? Sure, why not? Yes, yes, and more yeses. Oh my goodness. These are all true stories, first of all. And I'm so exhausted already just saying out loud all of these things. It took me a very long time to evolve from a yes-ma'am kind of mama to a not right now, or thank you, but not this year kind of a mama. At first, I'm not going to lie, it was hard. I had to practice saying no in the mirror. Those words just don't come easily to my mouth. But after a while of saying no several times, I would actually smile with a little slight bounce in my step as I would utter the words, thanks for inviting us, but no. (laughs) Harsh? Am I a party booper? A joy killer? Nah. I'm just the mom who needed to put the reason back into the season and who needed to put Christ back in Christmas. So what did I start saying no to? Well, let me ask you, what are some things you might want to say no to this December? Well, first, let me share my guidelines for saying yes or no. Whenever I got a harebrained idea or a friend shared an opportunity with me or our family invited us to go do something, I ran it through this sieve. One, is this something our family would enjoy? And I mean everyone in our family. I started actually running things by my husband and my kids first before I said yes and put it on the calendar. 
Who knew my husband couldn't sit through one more Nutcracker or Messiah concert? If it was something only my son or my daughter would enjoy, then it was a maybe. The second thing I would look at is, does this point to Jesus and the reason for the season? Hey, if our calendar was quickly filling up, I started prioritizing the things like living nativities, service projects, and church outings over the elf movie parties and the cookie exchange parties. Do I sound like a joy kill? I'm sorry. We do do silly and goofy things too during December, but I had to start prioritizing the things that reminded my kiddos why this holiday season was so special and why we celebrate Christmas in the first place. Third, I would also look at is this tradition for us? I mean, who knew traditions would mean so much to my kids? One year, I was going to pass on our annual ice skating field trip with our co-op. Oh, the backlash I received. What? No way, mom, we have to go. It's one of our favorite things to do in December. Well, alrighty then, I guess we're going to go ice skating this year too. But I got to the point where we had to even limit some of the traditions. And some traditions we just started to alternate during years. So we saw the Nutcracker one year, and then the next year we would go to the Messiah concert instead. And then the following year we would go to our favorite Christmas Carol musical. Eliminating some of these traditions was hard since my daughter's birthday is also in December. There were so many things that we did as a family during December that she also loved that I kind of, you know, chalked up to, well, it's for your birthday. It was hard to limit things since some were technically fun birthday outings with friends or family. Fourth, I would look at, do we really have time for this? I mean, guys, there's only four weekends in December. (laughs) Can we really attend every party and every open house we're invited to? Can we really attend every choir concert, musical, and living nativity that is around town? Now, if a close friend or family member was in the performance or was hosting the event, then it was moved way up on the priority list. But even then, we just couldn't attend every single performance or go on every single field trip. And then lastly, is it in our budget? So if it was a free event or field trip, it was way high up on my priority list. If it cost money, then we had to be pretty picky. And the years we went home to New Orleans, why, they were extremely tight. Those plane tickets and hotel rooms and rental cars really ate up our modest budget real quick. So checking our budget first before saying yes became very, very important. And this is probably why many of our favorite things to do at Christmas time are the free stuff. We love driving around looking at Christmas lights and decorating our home is one huge thing that we love to do. Baking cookies all day long, watching our favorite Christmas movies, hosting our all-girls tea party with aunts, nieces, and grandmas, and having our annual leftover party the day after Christmas. All right, so you're probably wondering, all right, Carrie, what did you say no to in December? Well, first, I said no to formal lessons in December. Yep, we took the entire month of December off. Now, we Sabbath school, so our entire month of December was one huge sabbatical. We used our usual Christmas hustle and bustle and holiday traditions as our lessons. 
The math books stayed on the shelves. Our formal reading, language arts, or writing curriculum that we might be using that year, they also stayed on the shelf in December. We didn't do any formal art studies or music studies or history studies or even science activities during the month of December. Now, by saying no to the formal lessons in December, we were able to say yes to extra time. Extra time for baking and cooking, extra time for making gifts and wrapping gifts, extra time for those errands and grocery shopping, and extra time for visits and service projects. It also gave us time, extra time for reading aloud together. Each year, I would alternate reading one of our family favorite chapter books during December. One year, I would always read in December the best Christmas pageant ever by Robinson. I love that book. It is so sweet and so funny. And then the next year, instead of trying to fit in a whole bunch of chapter books, we would just read one chapter book in December and we would read A Christmas Carol by Dickens. And then the following year, I would read The Fourth Wise Man by Henry Van Dyke. And then another year, we would read either A Family Under the Bridge by Carlson or A Little House Christmas Treasury by Laura Ingle Wilder. I said no to trying to read everything and every classic every single December. We also said yes to more time for Bible studies that focused on Jesus' second coming. I mean, Advent is not only about remembering Jesus' first coming as our Savior, but it's really all about remembering Jesus' promise to come again as King. We were able to say yes to more time for Advent devotionals and countdowns to Christmas with Bible story Advent calendars or Jesse Tree activities. Now, I share a bunch of ideas in Coffee with Carrie Homeschool Podcast Season 3 in the episode Making Room for Jesus, Calming the Christmas Chaos, and Season 2's episode Adventures Preparing for Christmas. And then make sure you listen to an upcoming episode, it's either next week or a few weeks out, called Christmas Schooling with Christmas Carols. You're not going to want to miss that one. In that episode, I'll be sharing how to use Christmas carols and all your favorite singing as your lessons or as your family devotions in December. Some years we learned about how Christmas was celebrated around the world, or we did some game schooling through December. So if you're interested in those, check out Coffee with Carrie Season 2 podcast episodes, Holiday Homeschooling Part 1 and 2 for more ideas. Okay, second, we said no to all of the have-tos. Remember what I said about prioritizing those events, parties, field trips, and activities that point to Jesus over Santa and Elf on the Shelf? (laughs) So do we have time to bake every Christmas cookie recipe? Do we really have to send out Christmas cards every single year and to every single person we know? Do we have to do every field trip our co-op is offering in December? Do we have to accept the same party invitations every year? Do we have to decorate the whole entire house inside and out in every room every single year? Do we have to dot 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 fill in the blank because it's tradition or everyone else is doing it? Okay. Doing Elf on the Shelf or something similar every day, it's cute, but for me, it can be very stressful. And I know that many moms have changed that secular version, Elf on the Shelf, to things like The Wandering Wise Man or Star from Afar or The Shepherd on a Search. 
Now, it's all good and it's fun, and it does help put the focus back somewhat on Jesus. But it can be so stressful trying to be clever every single day, no matter if it's Elf on the Shelf or a wandering wise man. So our family, we adopted to do something special only four times in December. So every Sunday in Advent, we would light a candle on our Advent wreath, read a portion of the Christmas story from the Bible, and then we would give a simple, meaningful gift to each child. Sometimes the gift was just a new Christmas picture book, or a new nativity set they could play with, or a new devotional book if they were older, or stickers of the nativity scene they could play with, or a new CD of Christmas music of their favorite singer. I know, I'm, a, <laughs> I'm dating myself with the CDs. But you get the picture. It was something I only had to plan for once a week instead of doing something daily. Now, if you really want to save time and money, but you want to do something every day, then make your Advent calendar a Christmas picture book countdown instead. Every year, I would pull off of our bookshelves 20 or so of my, my kids' favorite Christmas picture books. Then I would buy four or five new Christmas or winter picture books that year. I would then wrap each picture book in fun festive paper and ribbon. And on each wrapped book, I would label it with the numbers 1 through 25 for each day in December. And each day after we read our little Advent calendar scripture passage, we would unwrap a book in the order and then read the book as a family. Now, some of our favorite December picture books were Humphrey's First Christmas by Carol Hayer, Twas the Evening of Christmas, which is the Christmas story version of The Night Before Christmas. And my kids loved it when I read The Cajun Night Before Christmas in my Cajun accent. And another family favorite was The Friendly Beast. Now, do we really have to bake every cookie recipe? Now, for years, I was hung up on baking every single cookie and Christmas dessert item that my mom and my favorite aunt always made at Christmas time. And then I also added my husband's favorite Christmas time cookies recipes, too. Well, let me tell you, I was spending a fortune on flour, sugar, butter, decorating embellishments, melting chocolate, and then later on gluten-free flours and vegan butters and alternatives. And you know what I'm talking about. It got extremely expensive every year just trying to make traditional cookies to eat and give away. Y'all, the madness had to stop the year I attempted to make homemade panettone bread. What a nightmare that was. This recipe is a killer. Why was I doing this when I could just easily get the delicious version from Trader Joe's down the street? So I started asking my kids and my hubby what they wanted to eat, bake, and give away each year. I was simply amazed at how simple their cookie and their bread wish lists were each year. And did every neighbor and church friend have to get a bag full of every single kind of treat we made? Heck no. Each year, I started paring down our list to a few different cookies and one kind of bread to bake. We now bake a few dozen cookies or whatever we have time for. We save a dozen for our family's Christmas Eve brunch for us to enjoy, and then we bag up a few for friends and neighbors. So, bake because you enjoy it. Bake because you want to. Make homemade jams and infused olive oils because you like to do that. Maybe this year you can take a break from baking cookies altogether if you want, or maybe you can only bake one kind of cookie this year and just call it a day. Now, when the kids were younger, 
I made the doughs in the advance and kept them in the refrigerator. Then, when we had a day free or the kids were antsy, we would crank up the Christmas music, bake as long as their little fingers could handle it, and then we would clean up one big mess instead of multiple messes on multiple days. And when the kids were even younger, I baked most of the cookies on my own and just saved the decorating for them to do. Okay, do we have to send out Christmas cards every year? Well, Last year, our family didn't, and I don't think too many people noticed that they didn't get a card from the DeFranciscos. In the age of social media, most of our friends and family already know what's been going on in our lives. They've seen the great pictures that I've posted, and they probably know the hardships that we face during the year because we ask friends and family for prayer. Who says they have to be Christmas cards anyway? I mean, if you have more time in November, why not send out We Are Thankful cards instead at Thanksgiving time or Happy New Year cards after January 1st when you have more time or share the gospel at Easter time with Easter cards instead. And hey, if your kid is graduating this year, don't worry about the Christmas cards. Just send out a little note with his or her graduation announcement and call it a day. (laughs) Dare I say, and may I give you permission to only send Christmas cards to friends and family that we don't see every day, week, or month, and to friends and families who aren't on social media. To some, this may sound sacrilegious, and I get it, that's okay. If so, keep on doing what you're doing. But if you're looking for permission to just say no to sending hundreds of Christmas cards each year, you have permission. Depending on how many you mail and what kind of cards you send, Even Christmas cards can break your budget. Now, do we have to go on every single field trip our co-op is offering in December? Well, that depends. Do you have the time and do you have the budget for it? If you do, then sure. If not, then take a break during December from field trips too. If you do go on outings in December, make them meaningful and different than what you usually do during the year. One year, we saw a planetarium show on the Star of Bethlehem. It was so worth the time and the drive. It was science, it was history, it was fun, and it pointed to Jesus. If you haven't done any nature hikes or or outdoor outings this year, then do a few of those in December. You get to see different things during the winter months anyway. Hey, it's science, it's free, it's exercise, and it points to God. All right. Do we have to accept the same party invitations every year? Well, if you're an extrovert and your schedule allows for it, then you go for it. Otherwise, consider hosting one party at maybe your house and do it post-Christmas. Invite all those people you want to see and celebrate with to your home or to your backyard. The past few years, we've been hosting a day after Christmas leftover party. Everyone brings their leftovers, any extra paper goods that they didn't use during their own family celebrations, and one wrapped gift that they received that they have no intention of keeping or using. Now, because everyone else is bringing some kind of leftover food, dessert, or drinks, and all the paper goods, all I need to do each year is put out my leftovers too. So we play a few games, we eat, we crank up the Christmas music, we drink some good drinks, and everyone leaves with a gift that I didn't have to purchase or wrap. Okay, do you have to decorate the entire house inside and out in every room every year? We went from decorating every single room 
to the hilt, to just decorating the top shelves when Joseph was a toddler, to decorating just a few rooms, to now we just decorate the front room where the Christmas tree is, and then we add Christmas pictures around the house. And for the most part, most of my decorations are just different nativity sets. I love to collect them, and I just put them around so I'm always reminded, my family's always reminded, and any guests who come to our home are always reminded why we're celebrating in December. Some years, the front of the house is all decked out. And some years, guys, it's just a bunch of pancetas that were on sale at Home Depot and a fresh door wreath. (laughs) Most years, we also decorated our myrtle tree for the birds in our backyard. We strung fresh cranberries for garland. We made homemade edible ornaments out of peanut butter and bird seed. And we hung dried fruits from them to feast on. Because, you know, for a while, my son really loved watching birds. So by decorating the tree outside, it this added an extra treat for him and for the birds in our backyard. Do what you can do. Do what you want to do and say no to the rest. If Jesus doesn't come back soon, there's always next year you can decorate some more. And third and finally, the last thing I say no to is comparison. And that includes saying no to Instagram, Pinterest, and social media, especially in December. Do I have to do blank, blank, blank? You fill in the blank. The answer is simply no. Just because sourdough is all the rage, that doesn't mean I have to bake and give fresh sourdough bread to everyone this season. Just because neutral tones and natural decorations are in, That doesn't mean I got to change the way I decorate our home and our presents. Just because peg dolls and felting and paper crafting is the next crafty trend, that doesn't mean all of my gifts and the toys we give out and decorations we use need to be that. Just say no to comparisons. Do what works for your family right now. And may I humbly suggest to you that you use my just say no list not only at Christmas time, but throughout your homeschooling journey. One, just say no to formal curriculum when it isn't working for you or your child. Remember, we home educate. Homeschooling is a lifestyle. So say no to box curriculum or formal lessons when it doesn't fit your schedule, your budget, your lifestyle, your kids' needs, or your goals. It's really okay. And two, just say no to the have-dos and the must-do lists. Say no to arbitrary standards. Learn for the sake of learning. Learn at your child's pace, whatever that pace may be. Say no to doing every single lesson on every single page and doing every single problem and doing every single chapter in every single book. You determine what's important, what needs to be taught, how and when it needs to be taught. No one else dictates this. So turn your have-to-do list into look what we accomplished today list. And three, just say no to comparisons and doing something or using something because everyone else is. Let go of the expectations that your home will be spotless and calm and meticulously cleaned and organized. Because you live, love, and learn all day long as a family in your home, it's really okay if it looks like everyone is home living, loving, and learning all day long. Trust me, 
One day the messes will be gone, the halls will be silent, and the table will only be set for two. Do what you do best. Do what God has called you to do. Don't worry about what others are doing, what their kids are learning, and what their houses look like. My prayer for you this Christmas season is, may your Christmas celebrations be God-honoring, Christ-centered, and Spirit-filled. May your homes be full of laughter, lots of conversations, hugs, smiles, and family. May your life and sacrifice of love and obedience be a sweet aroma to the Lord, our Savior Jesus Christ, and to those you meet this holiday season. Merry Christmas, y'all. Thank you for hanging out with me and for joining me for this little coffee break. If this is your first time joining me, make sure you check out my book, Just Breathe and Take a Sip of Coffee, Homeschool and Step with God. It's a perfect book to read this holiday season and to give to a fellow homeschooling mom as a gift. Don't forget, you can find me at my website, coffeewithcarry.org. If you heard something you liked or something new, then share our podcast with a friend who might need a little encouragement this week or with a mom friend who has a problem saying no. And if you haven't already, we would love for you to subscribe to Coffee with Carrie Homeschool Podcast and then take a few minutes to leave a little review. This is the best way for other homeschooling moms to find us. Thank you in advance for listening to us each week and for sharing our podcast, book, and homeschool mom ministry with your friends. We really are so very honored and grateful. It's our prayer that our website, our homeschooling consulting services, my podcast, and my new book will help you homeschool one step at a time, one day at a time, and one cup of coffee at a time. We're praying for you. Stay healthy. God bless. And see you next time.